0: Oh, okay. Um hello everyone. <laughs> this is gonna be the take that goes. Okay. Um
1: This is this is Michael.
0: And this is Ashley. And, and we have a We guest. have a special
1: guest with the podcast today.
0: It's it's Sam. Sam yeah. say hi. Quit giggling and say
1: hi. We mentioned her <laughs> on multiple occasions, um, and now you have a voice to go with the name. She's mm-hmm. been my best friend from years, uh, cutting her teeth with me and showing me the ropes at Petco. Um, And been my best friend ever since. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the show. Welcome.
0: Thanks. (laughs) so much fun.
1: I can tell. You're really having fun. Um, If we sound giddy, it's because we went to the dog show today. Yeah, so,
0: and this is also why there will not be a visual recording of this. Because we've been on our feet, look like trash, and feel like trash. So, I don't know what you're talking
1: about. I'm still wearing the same outfit I was wearing earlier today when I changed after the show.
0: Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> priorities.
1: Yeah, my priorities were to get comfortable just as soon as I got the fuck out of there.
0: My priorities were to go to the fudge shop and try the frickin' fudge.
1: Her priorities in the ring was to like punch certain people that we knew were there. <laughs> I seriously, your fists were up, you're ready to go.
0: Tripping does not constitute punching. It would have been a nice little trip into some great
1: Your fists were in an engaged position. I was
0: trying not to trip. Oh, okay.
1: Other people. Mm.
0: Into my fist.
1: (laughs) Kiss with a fist? Anyway. um... (laughs) So,
0: yeah. Basically, we'll give a rundown of what went down. Raven got her CGC title.
1: Which makes her the, what, second?
0: That makes her the... Second puppy in the litter that um, we bred.
1: From the Hogwarts 4.
0: From the Hogwarts 4 to earn their CGC.
1: And, uh... <laughs> the
0: other one is Griffin, who... Yeah. Great home in Florida. They're amazing people. Hi, Natalie. Hi, Earl. Um, And then she is also the second puppy from that litter to earn what is called the AKC Achiever Dog. Yeah. Which is an award, it's not a title, it's, a, it's an award given to dogs that earn three qualifying things in different venues. So, Raven's is uh, Confirmation, Fast Cat, and CGC. Celine is the other one that has it, and she got hers in Confirmation, Fast Cat, and Dock Diving. So you're really
1: skipping one important point that I really wanted you to focus on.
0: Oh, the her the breed first.
1: Well, there's that, but uh, apparently we have fans of the show. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting there. Keep in mind, I'm watching. <laughs> I'm watching. Sam is over there holding. You know, she's she's you know at the side of where the CGC thing is going on. Ashley, you know, goes to try to disappear, and Raven just locks eyes with me the entire time. So immediately, I'm like. Fuck shit! I don't want to fuck this up for her. I, what do I do? <laughs> look away, look away. But that's not what the thing is. We apparently they were who were running it are they they listen to the podcast? Yeah, which we, I'm floored by
0: it. Yeah, and we have I we found listeners in the wild. It was
1: great. <laughs> They're not Pokemon, Ashley. Come on, <laughs> a wild fan did not just appear. No, that apparently did not
0: happen. They They said this.
1: They said <laughs> what you didn't see was Sam was throwing a pokeball, trying to catch <laughs> them. But yeah, they they told us they were fans, and it was super effective.
0: Yeah, and it was humbling, and it was awesome. And
1: I apologize for making our fans sound like Pokemon. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Uh, and they like what we do, and that that's always wonderful to hear.
1: Well, I mean, when doing this sort of thing, it's it is somewhat one-sided we don't really i mean we give out the information but we don't really hear anything back so it's nice yeah it's nice to actually you know hear that from someone so, yeah yeah
0: it's nice feedback and you know they like how candid we are and that we're very open with certain things and
1: and, and nice to have a, a name to go a voice to go with a name that i'm always mentioning all the time with sam yeah.
0: so, so yeah. <laughs> why sam is here is twofold oh uh, being held
1: hostage you are not being held hostage. Do not send help. Your cars in the driveway, <laughs> right? What it? the fuck are you talking about? You're Being
0: sober. You can drive home.
1: No Xanax was given at this time.
0: No Xanax or booze. Yeah. I have booze though?
1: <laughs> Maybe after we're done.
0: After we're done, you know where the moonshine is.
1: <laughs> Wait, we have moonshine. Yeah.
0: So, we're on. Um, okay, but Sam is here because. Jeez. She came with us to the show. Jeez. And. Jeez. She's a vet tech. Student. Vet tech student. Vet tech student. And works basically as a vet assistant, what have you, at a vet hospital in our area. It's a very diverse hospital. Very diverse. <laughs> <laughs> we see a bunch of random things. I think you sent a picture. a turkey of... in the tub. Yeah, yeah. You sent a picture of a
1: chicken, I think, at one point. Yeah. I wouldn't change it for anything. (laughs) No, of course not. Walk into a turkey. (laughs) Cop, 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 (laughs) Um.
0: So what we're going to talk about is what are the best things to do when taking your dog specifically to the vet? What can help? What are things to not do? Things to very easily piss off
1: Individuals such as Sam.
0: (laughs) Someone like Sam.
1: You know, like, you know, putting things where they don't belong, you know, in the supply closet, so to speak. I've I've heard that happened.
0: Or, like, coming in... (laughs) You don't have to name names, but you can definitely talk about what happened. Or coming in with a basically morbidly obese dog and wondering why your dog can't breathe. (laughs) And then telling me he eats steak and broccoli and bacon and... Just no thing, nothing that involves dog food. Yeah. yeah. And then you wonder why your dog's obese. Yeah. I wonder. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and certain things that can help, like what we did today, which is CGC. Mm-hmm. CGC stands for Canine Good Citizen Test, and it yes. basically is a series of ten tests to make sure that your dog is a good member of society and that the owner is a responsible dog owner.
1: And doesn't chase chickens.
0: Yeah, doesn't chase chickens. That's
1: actually one of the questions that they asked you, if I remember correctly. Is a
0: good steward to, you know, all those around it. That it's in an enclosed area, and. <laughs> You're just sitting here playing with a baby onesie. <laughs> I'm wondering why you have a baby onesie in here anyway. Oh, we oh, recently attended a um,
1: baby shower, shower. and oh. they handed out onesies that could be customized. Yeah. And okay. Ashley never got the opportunity to do it, so that's why she had shout-out to the Zacks. Hello. Yeah. Hi, Zaks. Um So, yeah, that just, was fun.
0: Just like, is there something that you want to tell me after the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs>
1: There is no pitter patter little feat, you Not feet, Not human feet. well, very good, point. very good point. Just ask them with the zoomies. What are you talking about? Or whatever. Relax. Um, so yeah. Other bit
0: of random news is our foster cat Pixel. Ni-
1: yeah, Nikia. Yeah. We called her.
0: Um, but she's at Richmond Animal Care and Control. Still. Still up for adoption under yeah. the name of Pixel. Please go adopt her. 'Cause I'm tired of looking at her. Well no, let's rephrase wondering. this. Can we can we please
1: give Ashley some peace of mind? Please. So and, and have someone she wants my parents to adopt her, but I know my parents. That's not gonna happen. Um, your mother would be a better candidate. Um but, yeah, someone please go to Richmond Animal Care control. and Control. Ashley would probably share the link with the episode. Yes. Um, hintity, hint, hint, hint. And uh, go yeah. pick her up. She's a wonderful, feisty little kitten.
0: And is great with other cats. Yeah. Is good with dogs that are understanding of cats.
1: Not good so much with Raven and Celine. Different story. <laughs> <laughs> Celine tried to bite her head off. But, um, wasn't going to go there, but all right. <laughs> We don't have vicious dogs. We gonna bite her head off.
0: No, we don't have vicious dogs. We just have high prey drive dogs. No,
1: that's a great point. She goes, not prey! Not (laughs) prey! (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, But...
1: Holding dog by scruff.
0: So... With vet stuff...
1: Vet etiquette.
0: Vet etiquette. What is the best thing... That a new dog owner, regardless of where they get it from, what is the best thing that they can do before they take their dog to their first vet appointment?
1: In your opinion. In
0: your opinion. What's the best thing? Start working with them. I mean, you know, you take them to the vet. We're going to look at the eyes, the ears, the mouth, the paws, the butt. I mean, we're going to look at everything. Start messing with the face. Start looking at the teeth. Start playing with the ears. Start playing with the paws. You know, reward everything. Make sure it's a positive experience. Mm-hmm. Even still, before your visit, walk them into the vet. Give them a couple of treats. Go back home. It's cool. We mm-hmm. like that. We encourage that. Oh, we'll love on your puppy for a second, your grown dog, whatever. Give them some treats. Let them know it's not a horrible place to come. Mm-hmm. And then send you guys on your way and see you at your visit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just the easiest ones are literally the ones that just sit there and think you're playing with them the entire time you're looking at them mm-hmm. because they're used to being handled in such ways and used to having things looked at and used to having their paws touched. and Poked and prodded. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and just they're used to it. It's not something where they think we're trying to murder them <laughs> because we want to look at their teeth or we want to shine a bright light in their face. Or... Well, and, and, and I guess it's kind of this thing of like, this is why... Show dogs make good vet patients because mm. they are trained to in, trained to like and love examinations of all sorts. Yeah, so they're going to the stack,
1: the, raise the tail, lifting
0: feet, all that stuff. And they're getting regularly groomed and all of that stuff. So when a show dog goes into a vet clinic, even if they are deathly ill, they are still some of the best patients. I mean, take uh, Alice, for example. Which... Last
1: year... Sam was attending to. Yeah,
0: Sam was attending to house. that. And even though Alice had pyometra, which is a life-threatening uterine infection, she still was better behaved than a lot of other patients. Yes, she was. <laughs> and, By far. Yeah, and the reason was, was because she could understand the examination process... And did not
1: fight, didn't
0: struggle. She just stood there. Mm-hmm.
1: So for listeners who may not actually have show dogs mm-hmm. and experience in the dog show ring, the takeaway in regards to that is make it a positive experience. Yeah. Always. Make Always.
0: Make it fun. Make it fun. Turn everything into a game. So like when people who don't understand how my brain works when it comes to hounds, hounds are the, some of the easiest dogs to train if you make it a game. Other dogs are willing to do things for you, but hounds, you have to make it a game. Right. So, if you make everything fun, if you're having fun, they're having fun. If you're stressed, they're going to be stressed.
1: If you don't look good, they don't
0: look yeah, good. but it's one of those things where, you know...
1: <laughs> you're thinking of that guy I talked about <laughs> earlier, aren't you? <laughs> Fuck your shirt in, pal. Oh, I saw him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was wondering the same I, thing. No
1: reference whatsoever. Ashley knows exactly by what a couple about. Of times. I'm like, <laughs> cool, boy.
0: Don't need to see that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Let's move on, shall we? Um. I? So let's see. What are some of the things we've gone the positive route? Uh oh. What are some of the worst things that a patient can do?
1: Without going into detail. Without going into
0: client detail, obviously. But just generalities, like basically only going to a vet just to get poked and prodded and leave. Or never going to a vet unless they're sick. Mm -hmm. And then it's just a bad experience every time Mm -hmm. they come to the vet. Or just sometimes even the owner's anxiety runs through the dog. Mm -hmm. And the dog doesn't know what's going on, but the owner's just terrified that the dog's going to be bad. So therefore the dog ends up being bad. Mm-hmm. Um, or cool. even the one the my favorite are the owners who think it's funny that the dog tries to bite your face off. Yeah,
1: no. But bite your face off.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's a no no.
1: <laughs> so the dog, dog gets vicious. In, the dog at the comes vet.
0: lunging, and the owner's like, Haha, he doesn't. He's not gonna bite. He's just playing. Okay, no, that's not playing. That's trying to eat me. That's totally different. <laughs> that's aggression and <laughs> should never be encouraged. Okay, yeah. No, we're putting a muzzle on. Oh, he doesn't need a muzzle yes he does we're not <laughs> continuing without a muzzle we can do what, there's one thing we can do we can put a muzzle on or you can go home yeah. like it's just it's not happening yeah. <laughs> safety above all else sorry yeah, yeah not going to patient first because you think it's funny that your dog is trying to lunge at someone mm-hmm. and don't think it's a big deal so have you seen the importance of early socialization oh absolutely Absolutely. and they're like I will say, you know, we're breedist. I'm not gonna lie. We're breedist. We know certain ticks about certain breeds, especially when it comes to the vet that I mean it's just you know as soon as we that puppy comes in, we're like, all right, your vaccines have started. Here's a good trainer. get started. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like to don't, work. don't put it off. Don't say you'll do it later. Now start training this dog immediately. start working with it, start doing this, start doing that. Don't just sit there and go. Oh, he'll be fine because he won't. So, like, if an Australian Shepherd or a high-drive herding breed like a German Shepherd, Belgian Malinois, those come in. You're like, you got to give him a job to do immediately. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. German Shepherd puppies were always like, here's a breeder. I mean, here's a trainer. Have at it. Mm-hmm. Great trainer. We recommend them. Go for it now. And see, because that's next visit, they'll be trying to bite us, right? And, and that's the thing that a good vet clinic, like when you're looking to find a good vet clinic, they should be encouraging of all facets of animal care. Mm-hmm. They should have a good pulse on where to find a good groomer, where to find a good trainer, even where to find a good breeder. If you're looking for a specific breed, right. they should not be overly going, Oh, go adopt, no. and they should not also be overly immediate spay and neuter either Mm -hmm. they should be up to date on the studies and research about allowing Uh, the dogs to grow oh yeah at my clinic it's you know we don't recommend neutering or spaying anything until six months at a bare minimum yeah Yeah. and then certain breeds we're like all right a year we'll see you in a year Like, like the larger breeds the larger breeds yeah we're like we'll see you in a year but no and then you know the puppies come in and we're like they're 16 weeks old, and we're like, oh, "All right, you think about spaying or neutering." And they're like, "Oh, it's already done." And we just stop and give them a look. Yeah, because
1: they're <laughs> so. Is it a look weird. or is it a glare? <laughs>
0: and we're like, "Wait, what?" It's already <laughs> done. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you can you can somewhat understand it because a lot of the ones that are puppies and they're coming from shelters, they don't let them out the door. Yeah, I mean, it's in the state of Virginia, it's illegal to adopt something from a shelter without it being spayed or neutered, mm-hmm. regardless of the age. Yeah. It's definitely because, I mean, before we got Astrid, our, our youngest cat, yeah. she had to be spayed mm-hmm. before she even walked out the door. Yeah, And in some ways, I totally understand it because controlling pet populations, if they're already at the shelter, it's because of an irresponsible act that took place that caused them to be there. Yeah. So I totally get it as to why they want to make sure that no other irresponsible acts happen. However when a lot of new laws are coming out in certain areas where they're making it harder for people to obtain dogs from breeders and the primary source of where they're getting their dogs are from shelters, you're going to start seeing an uptick of issues due to not having enough of that hormone. Mm -hmm. You're going to start to see more um, orthopedic issues, behavioral issues, Um, urinary issues. Especially for females, you're going to see some urinary issues. Yeah. Um, but what are, and this is where we're going to get a little fun. What are some of the best breeds of dogs that you've seen at vet clinics? And what are some of the worst?
1: Are you looking for more praise from Alice? Because that sounds no. like a bait to me. No, it's
0: not. Because I know I've seen the videos of when Alice recovered from her space surgery, and Sam was like, "Your dog is howling at me. Come pick her up. Come get her, her out of here. <laughs>
1: She's screaming. Your
0: dog's fine. You can pick her up now."
1: <laughs> so, so, pick your, it's No rush, but pick up dog now. Pick it up now. Come get her. She's
0: loud. Okay. They're like, how soon could she be here? I'm like, since I sent this text, probably about 30 minutes. Yep. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Pretty much. (laughs) So, I I am not fishing for compliments here, because I know the Diva Hound is an asshat at times. I have accepted that, considering when we got home and we were trying to ex other dogs, she just stood at the fence line and screamed her head off. (laughs)
1: Pretty much.
0: So, I know I'm not fishing for compliments, but... (laughs) What are some of the best breeds?
1: So what are it, some of the other breeds?
0: Yeah, what are some of the best breeds in terms of
1: like quantify that
0: temperament, health, the whole works, mm-hmm. and then some of the worst breeds in your whole, opinion. in your opinion yeah. from what you've seen. I mean, it's honestly a big part of owner handling mm-hmm. that make them the best or the worst or the healthiest or the unhealthiest. Um, a lot of it is just owners not doing their part to take care
1: of their pet. Mm-hmm. Which goes right back mm-hmm. to what we always say in every episode of the podcast, do your homework.
0: homework. Exactly. So, like, um, if you're going to get an English Bulldog, you better have enough money to support, support the English <laughs> Bulldog. <laughs> Does those come with a nice vet bill.
1: <laughs> <laughs> always. <laughs>
0: it's like, oh, uh, so, hmm. I mean, I'm just biased on all, all this I can't imagine why he would be. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say the best patient is going to be my dog now.
1: <laughs> I was wondering when she was going to bring Anderson. I was wondering. I'm not
0: going to lie. He's a great patient. Haven't, haven't we already
1: done the, that breed yet? No, we haven't. We haven't done that breed? No, we
0: haven't. We have not done
1: Yorkshire Terrier. We'll have to bring her back for that one. Yeah. A little creeper. <laughs> I've been called a lot worse by yeah, people I'm talking I've never met about my dog okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but we should also explain as to how he got his name. He was named after the zesty man. <laughs> commercials for salad dressing. That. <laughs> we found out that this really hot guy's name was Anderson, and so it sounds like, I like it. Well, it worked twofold, because I'm also a nerd, and I also love The Matrix, and it's Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. So, I mean, it's a twofold. It was like, I was like, hot guy. Hot guy. Done. Done. No, you're breathtaking. Okay. Um... Oh, well, it's, my God. oh, that's a toughie. I'm not going to lie. Um, hmm. All right, so I'm just going to throw some breeds yeah. out. Oh, give there you some, go. Give that, me that some that breeds, my... and I'll tell you. Because, yeah, you kind of bad. put her on the spot there. Yeah. yeah, all right. Border Collie. From what I've experienced, good. Australian Shepherd. Spastic, but good.
1: I, I, <laughs> I have one. Uh, what was the breed that Mandy chided me about earlier today? I said it was Samu-yed. a Husky. She uh, said it was a, yeah. yeah, ever had that?
0: I've only dealt with one, and it was good. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will say my favorite breed is not my dog. I'm not going to lie. I love him to death, but Yorkies are not my favorite breed. My favorite breed is a husky. Mm. Siberian husky. Siberian husky, and they are a pain in the ass to work with at the bed. Yeah. Really? I'm not going to lie. Because a lot of Siberian huskies are not properly exercised. They're not. Those are the ones that come in, and I'm like, all right, that's mine, and they're like, good, because nobody else wanted it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. <laughs> they're usually coming pretty crazy. <laughs> Alrighty, let's see here. Labrador. Oh Jesus! As long as you have food, they're great. hmm
1: Because the oh Jesus yeah. is not exactly very comforting. It's like What's oh like Jesus.
0: Well, because some of them. Alright, so I've I have this theory, and I know a lot of Labrador people have this theory that the black labs are great. They're lovely dogs. They're great to be around. The yellows can be like very goofy goofy and like hey I'm just a goofy dog but hi the chocolate labs are the spazoids I will say I've dealt with more yellow spazoids mm-hmm. than chocolate <laughs> blacks are usually pretty good mm-hmm. um but I mean honestly labs it's what they're just they're not the brightest. <laughs> I'm sorry, lab people. I'm sorry. They're sweet. They're kind. They're great. They're just not the brightest. I've, well, I've, I mean, I've actually dealt with
1: a very idiotic. Well, um, I mean, movie, many years ago, well, you know this. But oh, yeah. labs,
0: so labs and goldens, they're the types of breeds that will do anything for you. Yeah. Even if it means harming themselves, mm-hmm. yeah. like running head long into
1: a sliding door oh i've known a golden believe it or not that had the electric fencing around it mm-hmm. and fucker ran right straight through it didn't care it's getting shocked right there on its throat he's like we
0: does not care well i mean sleep <laughs> labs are just they're food driven which is great right mm-hmm. because as long as even if they don't want you to do it as long as you have a good treat and that's another thing when you take your dog to the vet please bring their favorite treat yeah like, make, make my treat, life easier. It goes right back to <laughs> making it fun. Or something it, making that makes fun. them comfortable. Yeah, something like, that ma- like their favorite toy. Just yeah. something. And if you know that it's um, going to be an overnight vet stay, bring a blanket that smells like you or smells like home.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because dogs and have better... Don't, don't get
0: mad at us when it gets soiled or damaged. Yeah. Because it happens. Vets are not responsible <laughs> for soiled belongings. Um, all right. Eagles. <laughs> Terms beagles. of conditions. Oh. Be- beagles. <laughs> beagles. <laughs> it's not so
1: uh-oh okay. <laughs> that's all I got to say. She was beagles. <laughs> beagles.
0: All right. More than likely 99% of the beagles that see that you see on a regular basis are really horribly bred, yes, and are not properly socialized, yeah. probably overweight, yes, and probably have skin issues yes. and are have eye issues mm-hmm. and are loud as hell yes <laughs> yes to that last part emphatically yes yes queen oh god <laughs>
1: were you trying to find a way to work oh, that in god.
0: i just love it when you do that so much <laughs> it's so hard to make you say that <laughs> what me yes
1: why do i have to say it? <laughs> see now no. i have to find a way to work that into every episode of the podcast <laughs> just to see if she listens did you hear me do it because i did it <laughs>
0: Um, okay. Doberman. Yeah, Most of the ones that I've seen are not like the ones that I saw today where they're well handled. hmm So, honestly, it's just most of the Dobies that I've dealt with have had to be muzzled.
1: Mm.
0: So, not properly socialized. Yeah. All right. Um, Amstaffs and Pitbulls. I'm going to lump them together. Usually, Great. I love them so much. <laughs> they are just big goobers that just want to love you and make you happy and just will do anything as long as you're petting them, they don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> alright, let's go let's go giant breeds, then Great Dane. Oh no. <laughs> Cause no. alright, let me alright, let me guess. As a former Great Dane handler, let me guess. Difficult to move, yes. Stubborn as hell, yes. But will all right will lean on you to the point of trying to knock your ass over mm. most of the ones that i've dealt with like okay this is a half and half mm-hmm. like there's a lot of the ones that i've had to deal with are not properly socialized mm-hmm. so they're terrified of people who aren't their owner which oh. comes out as aggression mm-hmm. to the point where like we have i've i've dealt with some that have to be sedated to come in jesus Which, that's like 120 to 180 pounds of sedation.
1: Mm, That's a lot of sedation. And
0: that's a lot of dog. Mm. Yeah, and that's if the sedation even takes effect. Mm -hmm. Like, there are times where that doesn't even work and I'm getting lunged at (laughs) and I'm like, you're supposed to be sedated, please stop trying to eat me. (laughs) (laughs) I like my arms attached. (laughs) Um, alright, Rottweilers. Hmm. Mixed Good, bag? Mis- mixed bag, 50-50. Mm. I've dealt with some very sweet ones, and I've dealt with some not so sweet ones. But and there's hardly any in between. It's really one or the other. Yeah, it's really just, they're either really sweet or they're getting muzzled because they're trying to eat you. Um, boxers. Sweet. Dorks. Yes, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> very much so, but very sweet. Frenchies. So
1: stinking cute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just so sweet. Grinning so from ear to ear over here. Just, they'll let you just pretty much do anything if they're not trying to wiggle off the table. <laughs> Basset hounds.
1: What was that noise? I wasn't even looking. <laughs> just so guess, you know, Sam has, put her, Sam has put her hand to the bridge of her nose as if in thought or in pain. A
0: smelly, skin issues, overweight... Degenerative uh, joint disease, ear issues. Yeah, no, that, that's Bassett's in a nutshell. <laughs> like, they're, the ones that we've dealt with are nice. I'm not going to lie, they're nice for the most part. It's just their care, not so much. Okay. Um, so the owners the, need to step up their game. Oh, absolutely. I think it's one of those breeds where people don't really know what they're getting into and what they're predisposed to. So when stuff happens, they just don't really do anything about it until it's too much. And Mm -hmm. then they come in and we're like, why? Mm -hmm. Just do you not smell this? Yeah. (laughs) Well, and and I think it's any of those breeds that have a lot of skin and a lot of skin folds. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. There's a lot of breeds that when they're puppies, like Sharpays, Basset Hounds, English Bulldogs, French Bulldogs, Pugs... Um, A lot of the brachiocephalic breeds, um, like Neapolitan Mastiffs, too, are some of them. Basically, they are brachiocephalic and and, or have a lot of loose skin. Mm -hmm. The puppies are stinking cute. So cute. They (laughs) are so adorable. But when they grow up, they need intensive, specialized care. That should begin as their puppies. Yes. (laughs) Because those skin folds contract can trap moisture where fungus and yeast and nastiness grow you and when mm-hmm. like you have to bathe them on a regular basis and when I mean bathe them I don't mean just shampoo I mean conditioner as well because that helps to protect the skin and the base of the coat as opposed to just washing them off you've got to treat the whole package with these guys
1: there's and no in between. It's no. everything or nothing, basically. Yeah,
0: and, you know, what they see as puppies is adorable. But a lot of times they're coming from decent breeders. It's just that there's a spatial gap between the breeders and then the owners that needs to be, like, refined a little bit. Yeah. All right. Um, Another case of not doing your homework. Yes. Mm. Coonhounds. Don't see very many of them. Even, yeah, no. No? No. Hmm. I can't even remember one that I've worked with. Hmm. Okay. Let's see. Um, Goldens. Usually very sweet. So thought we just
1: went over the golden thing. No, we, we went labrador. Okay. Yeah.
0: No, goldens are usually very sweet. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last one that I've had to worry about mm-hmm. in any way. We have one that'll literally just lay there and let you do everything. Tell her to lay down, she'll lay on her side, you can clean her ears. Tell her to roll over, she'll go to the other side, clean her other ear. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna lump these together so corgi people don't at me, please. Cor- <laughs> corgis as a whole, I know that Pembrokes are totally different than Cardigans, well aware. They're little butts. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, we're talking Pembrokes here. <laughs> uh, (laughs) usually very good okay usually very good Shiba Inu Spaz Spaz yes (laughs) but honestly usually pretty good okay yeah alright
1: can I throw one out yeah whip it shh (laughs) (laughs) immediately thinking of Devo go figure (laughs) let
0: me guess you probably don't see a lot of them no and my like seven years of being an assistant and recent ones of being a tech student, I think I've only ever seen two whippets and they were good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what? Be <laughs> <pretty> good. <laughs> 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 um, what about. Just had
1: to do it, didn't you? Oh Couldn't resist.
0: I don't right. blame you. I really don't. All right. I'm, I'm gonna. Throw some <laughs> rapid fire breeds that I know are kind of divisive in the vet world, and so we've th- ended
1: the lightning round. as we you're telling you? Yeah, me. and in the grooming world too. <laughs> Sam is focused and concentrated. Pugs hands clasped. I'm not prepared as I thought I was. Oh, <laughs> probably we get overweight. Some water, <coughs>
0: I'm fine. Okay. Um, overweight. Usually overweight. Mm. Honestly, usually good. But can't breathe. Oh, breathing is thing for them. Yeah. It's, it's like a chore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, poodles. Good. Really? Yeah. Including grooming. Okay, I don't deal with the grooming aspect. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's said, I said, I said, not my area. <laughs> but I said the whole package in terms of when they come to you, are they well-groomed? Are they taken care of in an appropriate way? Now I'm gonna go half a- on that. Okay. A lot of them are. Some of them, I'm like, we have a groomer on site. You want to schedule an appointment? Mm-hmm. Um, because your dog needs to get groomed. ASAP. <laughs> uh, shih tzus. Usually good. Come in pretty matted. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. But usually very good. And yes, I'm biased because my mom has a shih tzu who's really good. Mm. Cocker spaniels. Ears. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> very satisfying to clean, though. Very satisfying to clean. (laughs) So ears and anal glands, probably with them. Yeah, but the ears, man, I'm like, I will elbow people out of the way to get a cocker ear. Just let me clean it. Just let me clean it. (laughs) The owner doesn't want it. I don't care. Just let me clean it.
1: (laughs) I can make a joke, but move on. Move on quick.
0: So I'm going to lump in, so like a lot of the terriers, so like ratties and ratty mixes and stuff. So you gonna
1: Okay. No, I'm not. mm, 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 mm.
0: Well, considering like we we have a mixed bag here. Like we have Penny, who's she. I know for a fact, like on a vet or like if we put her on a dog show table, she'll shy away. But for the most part, she's good. Mm -hmm. Well, but and then you've got Kemper, who is not.
1: He's not a good patient. No,
0: he's not a good patient. He is not really trusted in public. Shall we? Not say? to mention
1: a dog show. No, he, specifically.
0: Yeah, he will never be at a dog show. We've tried once. In and a soft
1: crate, he was thrashing and howling and, and growling like, and snarling.
0: Nearly flipped over backwards yeah. in the crate, and no. One and other even
1: people were concerned. I was going. <laughs> 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 I and thought it was uh, great.
0: well, and one judge was like, "Yeah, we've got a rat terrier training feist thing." And she looked at me. She goes, "Good luck," and walked away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I will say that does remind me that just because we have to put a muzzle on your dog doesn't mean it's bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it's just to give them something else to think about and or help for them your, calm down. Or mm-hmm. for your protection. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of times, especially with like terriers, it's just they're so feisty and they just want to, a lot of times they just want to play and they play by mouthing and mm-hmm. it's just like they just want to, you know, get at it and just do things and just be terriers they're terrors. Um, I'll
1: often tell Ashley, lay the terrorists out.
0: A lot of times they need a muzzle and as soon as you put it on, they're like, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. whatever, I'm fine. Yeah, All's good. You can do whatever. And and I'll go ahead and say, you know, we have a muzzle for Penny, but it's because she does terrier racing slash drag racing where a muzzle is required. So we have desensitized her to wearing a basket muzzle and knows what they're all about and is totally cool with them. Um... So I'm going to throw it. I'm not calling them a breed again. People do not at me. I'm not calling them a breed.
1: Stern with finger pointing, no less. Yes.
0: Doodle mixes. People that come in and say, I have a labradoodle. I have a golden doodle. I have a way too much I spent on this fucking mixed doodle. <laughs> a high class mutt, as I like to call it.
1: Yes, there you go. <laughs> One of my An managers, overpriced grooming job. Yes. One of my former managers years ago had a golden doodle. So, yeah.
0: I'm like, I'm not gonna lie, I wanted a doodle. Anderson was supposed to to be a Yorkie-poo, and I was like, I want a Yorkie-poo, I want a Yorkie-poodle mix, I want it, I want it, I want it, and then the universe handed me Anderson, I said, okay, so much for the poodle mix.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll make doodle. But,
0: I mean, you ask for it, and you get what the universe gives you. That's true. (laughs) Um, And he's great, even though he's a creep. Um, Doodles, in general, usually very good. I'm not going to lie. Poodles are just smart breeds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And easy to handle. Um, Grooming-wise, it honestly depends on them. Most of them are good um, because most of them are Mm -hmm. shorter-coated. So they don't really require too much grooming-wise. So, I mean, most of them are good all the way around. Okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, if I were to ask the same question to a groomer, they would say something totally different. They would be like, I hate grooming doodles because the coat is just bizarre. Yeah. And and that's one thing, you know, when you are thinking about, again, do the whole, do your research thing.
1: Do your homework.
0: When you want to get a dog and if you want to spend the money for a doodle mix, because it is a mix, if you want to spend that money, please be aware that you will require a professional groomer. Yeah. <laughs> it is not a... Optional thing. It's a requirement because if not, those things will become matted and it's not a controlled mat where it's supposed to be there and it will lay off the skin. It's a shell. Yeah, it turns into a shell and it. So I like think you put on
1: ice cream. Yeah,
0: but it's painful. It's very painful because it gets super tight to the skin. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it has to be a sedated groom to Mm -hmm. get off because it's just that painful. And you end up with a naked dog Mm because there's just no other choice. Because you didn't do your due diligence. Do your homework.
1: Otherwise you're going to end up with a Great Dane in a Prius.
0: (laughs) Which we did see today. (laughs) Which is amazing. I just triggered that just to make Sam laugh. So, all right, we're getting kind of long here, but with when it comes to just things that heavy-hitting things that you see all the time, probably obesity.
1: Oh, she needs a
0: minute. Yep, Sam needs a minute. Sneezing. Bless you. We good? Mm, it was a one-off weird. Yeah. Okay. So, like, big... Yeah, normally you have four or five. Yeah. <laughs> So big, heavy-hitting things like obesity that they need to worry about. Obesity is always a concern with any breed. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, when you get, start to get obese breeds, you start to worry about the joints. Mm-hmm. When you start to worry about the joints, it just it just goes downhill from there. Mm-hmm. Um, obesity is always a thing. Keep mm-hmm. your pet nice and lean. Not mm-hmm. saying no dogs aren't supposed to be a certain size. Talk to your vet. Figure out what weight is appropriate for your dog Mm -hmm. and And, try to stick to it. And speaking as a breeder as well, if you get a dog from a breeder, your vet, your groomer, and your breeder should be the biggest resources that you have. Yep.
1: Do your research, do your homework.
0: And so I know for a fact that my puppy homes can message me anything at any time and I will answer them as soon as possible. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just one thing that I pride myself on trying to be as open and honest about things that I'm dealing with, with them, mm-hmm. and vice versa. So I expect that type of conversation, and every breeder should want that feedback and want to know. And breeders are here to be your resource. We are not in the business of making money. Yeah, We're in the business of... Providing you with a lifelong family member. And we do mean lifelong. So we want to know what's going on throughout their lifetime.
1: Yeah, because a lot of breeders...
0: Yeah, and a lot of breeders do keep track of um, age span, like the lifespan of each dog that they breed. And make sure that, you know, if something is going on, a good breeder can say, Oh my God, half of my... Breeding is passing away way shorter than they should be. What do I need to do? Do I need to add more genetic diversity? Do I need to add more lifespan stuff in? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, veterinarians and everyone at a vet office are supposed to be your resource, too. And that's one thing is be nice to your vet staff. Please. Don't come in and... Guns blazing, immediately
1: ready to blame somebody else for a problem that you could have prevented. Right.
0: but And also, that goes the other way, as well. If a breeder comes to you, and they are obviously well-informed and knowledgeable and know what they're doing, do not act like a dick.
1: (laughs) Don't be a dick.
0: Come out saying, oh your dog needs this, 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 this. No, not necessarily. Hmm. Because every dog is different. Every yep. breed is different. Yep. And if a breeder has a support system, which most breeders do...
1: Most, rep- most reputable Most breeders. reputable ones have let's, a support system. Let's quantify system. this yeah. a little bit.
0: They can call you out on your bullshit in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and if you are trying to push... Certain things on them that are not safe. Like, for example, if a breeder comes to a vet clinic and they are, if they say that they have an adequate method of flea and tick prevention, the vet office should not try and sell them something. No, nope. you tell us your own flea and tick prevention. Okay, your own flea and tick prevention. What are you using so we can put it in our records? Yep. They should That's not it. push a brand, they should not push a product. Because what a lot of veterinary practices now, they are owned by companies. They're owned by... Corporations, maybe? Yeah, they're not independently owned. Yeah. And so some of these will push specific products because they're getting kickbacks and things like that.
1: Incentives. Yeah,
0: and so if you get a breeder and you're in the office and they're like, this is a breeding dog, and you speci- and a vet specifically prescribes something that says not for intended use on breeding animals, mm-hmm. then don't give it to them. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if a breeding individual come, if a breeding dog comes in to a vet practice, then that vet needs to do their research because any vet practice will tell you 90% of what they are seeing are pets that are spayed or neutered with no intention of breeding. I will say my practice is all about the research. If we don't know, we look it up. We have several books. We have several resources that we use. People come in and say, this is a breeding dog, but this is going on. Okay, cool. The doctors look at it. They go, all right, well, we're thinking about using this, but is it safe for a breeding dog? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Let's look it up. Let's what? figure it out. If it's not, they go to plan B. Mm-hmm. Or if there is no plan B, they go to the owner and say, hey, here's what we want to do. But caveat, mm-hmm. it's not safe. It's not recommended for breeding. If we do this, your breeding is pretty much over. Then yeah. it's up to you whether or not you want to proceed or if you want to try Plan C, which might not exist for an hour after we do more research. <laughs> yeah, and, and like, for, for example, with what happened with Alice last year, like this time last year, actually, um, I had a feeling as to what was going on. I alerted Sam and the staff there what was going on and what was probably happening because I had already scheduled an ultrasound with them. Right. Mm -hmm. And why I scheduled it with them was for a teachable moment because breeders are also supposed to help educate. That is a key component of being a breeder is education. And a lot of vet practices do not see reproduction Ever Mm -hmm. in their clinic. It is a rare thing. Usually they are removing reproductive organs, not trying to salvage them. Mm -hmm. And not trying to actually use those organs for what their intended use is. So what I was trying to do was for Alice's ultrasound so that the vet that owns the practice could get as many people around the ultrasound machine is possible. We are ready. We were like, yeah. we're going to see some puppies, and it's going to be totally adorable. And yes, puppies. And I was like, we're going to ultrasound, we're going to take pictures, and we can print the pictures, and you're going to see the tiny little spines, it's going to be so cute. Yeah, <laughs> and then literally 48 hours before the ultrasound, shit went down. Yeah. yeah. And that's generally how it can go. But I knew what it was, and I had a feeling.
1: Yeah, it's very that lo- fortunate you knew what it
0: was. Yeah. Right? And fortunate that we caught it early, yep. because pyometra right. can turn fatal very, very, very fast. Very quickly. Even the doctor is like, man, she caught this so early. This mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. I mean, unfortunately, we did lose a litter, and we lost a breeding female.
1: But at the very least, Alice, Alice is still, still here. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And she's still being the diva brat that she is. <laughs> like, no temperament change. She's had, she has spay coat now, which is a pain in the butt, but whatever. <laughs>
1: You know. Needs mustard. I'll take
0: spade coat over Celine's coat right now. Um, (laughs) That's
1: only because her tail bled twice today. (laughs) Yeah. All over my face. Yeah, because she's (laughs) blowing
0: coat like crazy. Um, So, we should probably wrap this up.
1: Um. F- please feel free to reach out. We have many social media platforms. Um, Twitter at about a dog one, Instagram at about a dog pod. Um. Facebook is I think the same thing. Yeah, about a dog. Um. Email about a dog pod at gmail.com and YouTube about a dog pod. That's a new. Yes. Thing.
0: and rate review subscribe all those wonderful things. Um, we thank the listeners a lot because it, Very was, it so. was nice to see one of them out in
1: the world. A co-worker of mine actually said that she listened to an episode and that just that just floored yeah. me. Whenever anyone tells me that they do that, because I mean, you do this and you don't expect yeah, anything. Yeah, I mean, we, we
0: do it because we love it and yeah. we like educating people in general about certain things and speaking our minds and whatnot. So, that's why we do it. And the fact that other people like it is great. Um, so... Sam, you're going to be the one to say it. I get to say it. Yes, you do. Say it loud and proud. All right. Go home and hug your dog. They love you. Yes. (gasps) Hug your dog.